Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Chapter number one. 1 John chapter number one and verse seven. 1 John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Blessed in Jesus' name. Lord, have your way, God, and help me, Lord, to preach your word according to your will, Lord, and thank you for allowing me, God, to to minister today and bless every hearer to hear the word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. I want to preach on the subject, Just a Closer Walk with Him. Just a Closer Walk with Him. Amen. You know, there were tens of thousands of people that walked with Jesus, amen, and followed after Jesus during his three-and-a-half-year earthly ministry, amen. We see big crowds at the Sermon on the Mount uh, early on. We see that him, him feeding, you know, 5,000 one-time men only besides their families at a, out, kind of a, out in a, uh, a wilderness place. And so he had large, you know, we see... Uh, lots of people thronging him, and uh, once his fame began to become greater and more notoriety as far as the miracles he did, amen, people flocking, because people, people want to see the miraculous, you know, people, they want to be healed, they, they don't want to be told, well, you know, hey, you got your doctor, and that's all you got, you know, uh, uh, they, they, they wanted the fresh ministry, the words of eternal life, and the ministry, the power of Jesus. And, and so there were so many people, amen, that followed him and walked with him. And each of them had a different proximity to Jesus as far as distance, amen. And not just physically I'm talking about, I'm talking about in their heart. They had, they had different reasons for following him, different reasons for walking with him. They had varying degrees of closeness to him. Amen. And that proximity or closeness was completely up to the individual and not to Jesus because Jesus is there. He was doing, he was casting out demons. Hey, I'm over here. He was healing the, the lepers and the blind and, and raising the dead and, and calming the seas and feeding the multitudes and turning water into wine and all the stuff that he did. Amen. Excuse me, amen. He did all that stuff. Praise God. Amen. And, and so he was there. They knew where he was. It was up to them to get close. Praise God. Hey, there's the miracle worker. There's the creator in human form. There, there you go. What, what's, what's stopping you? Amen. And so it was up to them. Even when Jesus was physically on earth with, with, uh, with them, their walk was more of the heart thing than a literal closeness. Because, I mean, a lot of them would throng him 
but it was what, how they were touching him and with what they were touching him in their hearts. I, I think of the woman with the issue of blood. Amen. Luke chapter 8, verse 45. When, when she touched him, amen, through that whole crowd, and they'd been, they'd been mauling him and touching him, and for all different reasons, and he said, who touched me? And when all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee, and said, thou who touched me? Amen, all kinds of people physically touched him, amen, because... But, but because they didn't do it for maybe the right motives or the right reasons, they didn't get the full benefit of the encounter. Amen. It's not just a celebrity. Amen. It's God. Amen. It's not just somebody, a passing fad. Everybody else is doing it. It's God. Amen. And when I touch it with my heart, I'm going to get something from him. Virtue will come out. When you touch God, when you walk close to God, just a closer walk with him really will take care of a lot of our issues. We get in trouble when we put distance between us and God. And it's us that are putting the distance. Even within the inner circle of Jesus, the 12 apostles that he handpicked, there was a wide range of spiritual proximity to him. Amen. You know, besides Peter, James, John, and Judas, you know, can you name the other eight apostles? I Maybe you can name a couple. I can't name them all, so don't feel bad. Come to pastor, okay? Amen. <laughs> You should know them. Yeah, I, I got them right here so I can name them easily. Uh, but, you know, the other guys, you know, Andrew was Peter's brother. Did you know that? You know, Philip, amen, and Bartholomew, and there was Thomas. Maybe you remember Doubting Thomas. You might remember him. Matthew, you know, uh, Simon, amen, not Simon Peter, but this other Simon. Uh, and then there was another James, not the James, the brother of John, but another James. And then there was... Thaddeus, amen. Everybody remembers Thaddeus. No. Amen. Praise God. You know, why were these four apostles mentioned more in the Gospels than any of the apostles? And I did a search, amen, and I can tell you that they definitely were mentioned more than the other ones. Some of them were only mentioned twice. And it was a repeat of the same story when he picked the 12. It was just a different version from another uh, one of the gospel writers. Amen. From, from the, at least as two, uh, amen, all the way up to one who had well over 100 mentions, amen, in the gospels. And you know why? Because of their spiritual proximity to Jesus. And because of that, they were involved with more things and more miracles. So we read more about them and we understand more about them. Peter, James, and John... Because they are their closest, amen, and Judas because of his distance. Judas was the one that betrayed him, so we know him as infamous. But Peter, James, and John were the famous ones. They were there in the Mount of Transfiguration when Jesus, amen, transfigured before them. They were allowed to go in when that 12-year-old dead girl lay in her bedroom, and he put everybody else out because they didn't believe. And they, they were allowed to go in and see him raise her from the dead. And they were there several times when he went over to pray. He took Peter, James, and John with them. Amen. There was something about those three. Praise God. It was because they were walking closer spiritually, and it was their desire. All 12 of them had an opportunity. Amen. Praise God. It's God's desire to walk close to us. It's God's desire to be near to us. It's God's desire. That's why He created us, that we walk close enough to Him that He can lay His hand upon us. Amen. But we got to realize that this closeness has to be initiated by us. Amen. God is always ready. 
He's never far from any one of us. Amen. Remember what Isaiah said, your sin has separated you between you and your God. Amen. And so that's why we got to get out of that stuff. Amen. And do what his word says so that we can be close. We don't want a barrier between us and God. We don't want a clog in the pipeline. We don't want anything, amen, stopping us from getting close. Amen. He's never far from any one of us. He said he'd never leave us or forsake us. He's with us always, even to the end. Amen. That's his promise. But what are we doing to go the other way? He wants us to get close to him. Praise God. Remember, it's our will that has to submit to his will. It's, it's us that have to say, I get up this day day, amen, the 7th day of July, 2019, and I'm going to walk with God, and I'm going to get a little closer to Him today than I was yesterday. That's what i got to purpose in my heart. Just like I do with anything else, I'm going to get up today, and I'm going to learn a musical instrument, and I'm going to keep at it until I get good. I'm going to get up today, and I'm going to learn this hobby, or I'm going to learn this trade, or I'm going to learn how to do this, and you do it because you want to do it, amen, and the same with God. we got to want to be close to Him. Amen. Acts 17, 27. He's not far from any one of us. They, that they should seek the Lord. If happily, that word happily means by chance, they might feel after Him and find Him, though He be not far from every one of us. Amen. We need to be close enough to touch Him. Amen. So that lady had to really plow through the crowds and touch Him. And she did it, though. It was through desire. We must be close enough to touch his feet, close enough to touch his hands, and close enough to touch his face. Amen. Praise God. Amen. When you can touch, when you can grab onto God's cheeks, you know, like you would like your, your dad or your mom or something when you were kids, that's good. That's close. Amen. Praise God. You know, it was said... I don't, I don't know if Thailand still is a monarchy, but uh, they were up until, if, if they have not, they uh, were a monarchy. And the king of Thailand, amen, nobody could come in that throne room unless they were asked to come in. And they, even the servants and everybody that was allowed to be in there, they had to lower their eyes and, and they couldn't look straight in the king's eyes unless he uh, asked them to say something to him or whatever and, and okayed it or whatever. But you know that the, the Thai king's, babies, his son, could throw open those doors to the throne room and run past all the servants and go flying into home plate and dive into his the king dad's lap and look at him right in the face and say, Daddy, I need something. I love these cheeks. Amen. Because when you're a son and a daughter, you got privileges. Amen. You can do that, hallelujah, when maybe nobody else can. And so God has said, hey, come to, the, come to my throne room. Amen, approach me. I, I want you. He that come to me, I'll know why it's cast out. Come, amen, get close. Learn of me. Rub shoulders with me. Amen, get close enough to touch my feet, my hands, and my face. 
Amen. The first thing most people touch when it comes to God, amen, when they first get introduced to God is His feet because it is at the feet of the cross. Amen. At the foot of the cross. Amen. And we humble ourselves and we find our situation and we, uh, we come to the realization we need God. Amen. And we are coming to His feet in repentance and humility and submission and His feet are right down there and we're low and we just show that God, we need you. We need you. Amen. And that's a good place to be. And we should never stop going to His feet. Even if you're living for God for 50 years, amen, you still need to know where you came from. You still need to go to the cross. You still need to repent sometimes and be humble and submit to His will. So we still go to His feet, and then, but we don't stay at His feet. Praise God. We go to the next level. We go to His hands. And what we go, what's in His hands? His hands have some stuff. Praise God. His hands have healing. Amen. His hands have... Give us this day our daily bread. Praise God. His hands represent His providence and His protection. He is called Jehovah Jireh in the Old Testament. The Lord will provide. He is our provider. He gives us our daily bread. Amen. And Jesus said, Amen. When you get in God's hands, no man shall pluck you out. Hallelujah. So it's important that we stay. Amen. You know, because so answered prayer is in His hands. And all of His blessings is in His hands. And miracles and healings in His hands. Praise God. And so while we're at His feet, we reach to His hands, but we don't leave His feet. Amen. And then while we're at his feet and at his hands, then we began to seek his face. Praise God. And when we begin to seek his face, we become even more closer to him. Because the face, amen, is the business situation. That's the business end of God. The face is where his mouth is. The face is where his ears are. The face is where his eyes are. That's where everything is, amen, right there. We get to his face. It represents seeking his presence in worship and praise and prayer. It's seeking God just for the sake of seeking God. Amen. For his hands, we're seeking him for stuff. But when we get to his face, it's just, I just want to be close to you. I just want to grab your cheeks and not ask you anything, but just say thank you for everything I love you I'm worshiping you just to worship you because you're God not because you did anything I love you I just want to have a relationship with you and talk with you and be close to you seeking his face amen it's just seeking God for God seeking God no other reason there's no other motive Amen. It's not that I need to repent because I'm already at his feet. I'm taking care of that. It's not that I need something. I've already been praying that day. Give us this day our daily bread. But now i got to seek his face at times too. Amen. And that's just another level. Praise God. One of the signs of spiritual maturity is when we spend time seeking his face and not just his feet and his hands. Amen. Praise God. We will not be able to have a consistently close walk with God until we agree with Him. We have to agree with Him. Amen. The Bible said in Amos 3.3, Can two walk together except they be agreed? And the answer is no. Yeah, you can walk for a while. Amen. No, I don't want to go this way. I don't want to go that way. You're like, Get out of here. Yeah, it doesn't work out too good. You know, you know I'm going, I want to go left. I want to go right. You've know, you got to agree. Amen. Someone's got to compromise. Someone's got to come to the middle or agree or something. Or someone's got to do something. Because you can't 
go, amen, have anything lasting. You can't have anything, amen, real, amen, like that unless you agree. So the answer is an emphatic no. And so we have to agree with God if we're going to walk with him. Praise God. we got to know that what he's telling us is right and that he is the greatest and that he created us for great things. 2 Corinthians 6.16 said, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols for ye are the temple of the living God as God has said I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their their people I'll be their God and they shall be my people amen praise God there should be no agreement with the temple of God and idols that's why we don't have idols in this temple amen because it doesn't we don't agree it doesn't work there's no idols We're not worshiping anything visible, folks. Amen. We're worshiping the invisible God. Amen. He which is, which was, and which is to come. Amen. Hallelujah. The invisible God. Praise God. The the ultimate God. We're we're worshiping something that we can't see. We love him nonetheless. Amen. And when you walk close to the light, you, by definition, will be further from God. The darkness, because there's light in here. There's light with God. God is light. Amen. And when you walk close to light, you will automatically be further from darkness. Amen. She said, well, I don't know how I'm going to beat that and get closer to him. Amen. So that's the darkness, and that's the light. God's right there. Hey. I'm further away. It's not pulling as much on me. Man, I, I'm getting closer. Amen. This is not, you know, the things of this world are getting strangely dim as I get into the brilliance of his light. Amen. It happens by default, folks. Amen. When we worry about, well, how am I going to do this? Just get closer to him. And when you get closer to him, other things are going to start working off, dropping off. You're not going to care as much about it. It's not going to have the same allurement, whatever. Amen. There's safety in the light. There's comfort in the light. There's clarity in the light. Because so many bad things are intentionally done under the cover of darkness. We know that. People wait till the sun goes down to, to, to commit their crimes and different things sometimes just because of that. Amen. But one of the, you know, one of the, what's one of the best things you can do for your house or your apartment or whatever? Put some extra lights around there. Amen. Put some locks on the doors. Put some lights up. Amen. And then you, you make yourself a little harder target and someone's going to go down to the dark house to break in. Because they don't like the light. It exposes them. They don't like it. Amen. And one of the first things people do when they're lost or stranded in the wilderness or the woods, what do they do? They make, try to make a fire at night. Amen. To keep them warm, to, let them, that's, to keep them safe, because predators usually will not approach a fire because they're afraid of the light. They're afraid of the fire. And maybe they can signal somebody with that fire, and, and it'll keep them warm and keep them safe for a while. Praise God. And why do the present predators not approach that camp of fire? Because they're afraid of the light. Amen. And Jesus is the light, and so evil is afraid to come to the light. So you stay in the light. Amen. Stay in the light. John John chapter 1, verse 4, in him, talking about Jesus, was life, and the life was the light of man. 
Amen. Verse 5, And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness does not comprehend the light because it doesn't want to. Now, sometimes people want to come out of darkness into this marvelous light, and that's what all of us are doing. That's what all of us have done. Amen. We've seen the light, and we've seen that the light is better than the darkness we were in, and so we're coming toward the light, and we're getting closer every day, and we want to live in the light, praise God. Amen. But some people don't want to come out of the darkness. They don't want to come. They don't, they don't want to be exposed. The darkness does not understand, does not comprehend the light because it refuses to. The darkness wants to remain in darkness and continue in its evil deeds. John 3.19 said, And this is a condemnation, that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Amen. Praise God. That's why a bunch of people rejected Jesus. They didn't want to, hey, I'm the light. Praise God. They were hoping in other things. They were waiting for somebody else. And he goes, I'm the one. Amen. So the darkness will always fear the enduring and powerful light of Jesus. That's why, folks, stay in the light. When you're walking with him, if you are in the light as he is in the light, Amen. Walk with Him in the light. Isaiah 2 verse 5 said, Let us walk in the light of the Lord. Let's walk in the light of the Lord. Amen. I'm not going to stumble if I'm walking in the light of the Lord. Amen. My past going to be illuminated if I'm walking in the light of the Lord. I'm going to see that trap that, that somebody set for me when I'm walking in the light of the Lord. John 8 verse 12 said, And then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have, amen, the light of life. You know, some people, you've heard the term holiness or holy, right? The Bible said, be holy for I am holy and all that stuff. Amen. But you know what the simplest definition of the word holiness is? Walking close to God. Amen. The Bible said God is light. God is pure. God is holy. The closer I walk with him, I will have those attributes. Amen. That's really what holiness is. Walking closer to God than the other stuff. Amen. Coming further away from the darkness and closer to the light. Holiness is God's light. Holiness is God's purity. Amen. And when we separate ourselves unto God, we, by default, will separate ourselves from unholy things. Praise God. Just a closer walk with Him. Just a closer walk with Him. Jesus, Amen. That's the song we've sung many times. Amen. Just a closer walk. Praise God. Would you stand with me? Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.